Welcome. Are we good, Carl? We're good. I'm going to press record on the visual side here. I think Vin is out there in the world. How's it going? I am. Going pretty good. Welcome back to the USA. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I actually got back. I got back on the day after the Worlds. Um, I flew back, and I was in Cape Cod by Monday morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> nice. I, I flew back. I flew back to Albany. Uh, it was pretty cool too. Like while I was in the air from Glasgow to Albany, they canceled. Or sorry, from Glasgow to Newark, they canceled my flight up to Albany. So uh, Mike Miller and I had to like do a mad dash through Newark, and eventually we just said, "Forget this," and I just rented a car. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, but then, if if you've ever done the jet lag thing before. Right, you're used to being five hours ahead. Um, used to being five hours ahead, I guess that is Glasgow time. And then, um, so what happens is, I guess you you wake up in the middle of the night, not able to sleep anymore because it's you're used to it being five hours ahead. So I just got up, uh, poured a cup of coffee, and uh, drove to Cape Cod for the week. So, so that's what I did. So then I had a little vacation because. Uh, the world is extremely fun. It's like, you know, it's, it's like the biggest part of my year and, um, you know, as far as my hobby is concerned. But it's really not, and you guys can speak to this, it's really not a vacation, is it? I mean, it's, no, uh, it's not. It's, it's all business. Hoping to see, yeah, you go there hoping to see cool piping and, and, and you know, sort of connect with people and, and, you know, you barely have time for that stuff most of the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty cool. So I went on vacation for a week. Carl went to like London and Paris for a week. And then now we're finally back. Nice. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. cool. That's a good way to decompress after all that. Hey, Carl, that's a nice view. That's that's the entire telecommunications hub. Uh, that's the dojo you control room back there. You see that? That's great. Over there, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. There's pieces there's of chewing gum and scotch tape holding it together. Yeah, exactly. And like that actually, some of the power for like the rest of our building comes in right through that spot. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. So if um, you ever want to shut down the dojo, you just have to break in and, and snip some wires in there. And we'll, we'll be out of this. soda. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Competitors, we've just given you the, the solution. Then you're like, it's like no. Strobo Tuesday over there. Okay, cool. Okay, um, just my life. So yeah, Scotland was pretty cool. What was your take on it from uh, from where you were sitting, Ben? Like, uh, you know, I you know the, the technology is wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. And if anybody was uh, you know sort of enterprising enough to sort of watch all the live streaming that was happened, it, it is the, really the next best thing to being there. Um, you do get a real sense of uh, you know the atmosphere and things. Um, I mean. The qualifier on Friday and the Worlds on Saturday were just pieces of the overall piping live stream, which every day the piping center had their lunchtime recitals as well as, well as uh, afternoon things uh, streamed live, which was really cool. Um, so I got a, I got a real real sort of uh, fix, <laughs> even if I couldn't be there, you know. But uh, it, it was really good. I mean, I, I th it's it's not the uh, sort of weird disconnected experience as you might think, even though, you know, ideally you'd like to be there live, you know, but um, 
it was what and you're, you're offered also the opportunity to go back and listen to things again <laughs> in between all the all the hubbub you know which is uh I, which is kind of cool i really wonder if you can actually watch more by staying at home i bet i bet you could by yeah. staying at home and watching the live stream i bet you would see way more than i mean certainly as like a competitor we see almost nothing and we're just practicing yeah, yeah. and working and and uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, well, that's I guess, cool. you know, yeah, the, the, the Friday qualifier was uh, they had streamed from the, the arena. So you only got to see one heat for MSR and one heat for the medley. But if you planted yourself in the, in a chair, you know, at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever, uh, you could have seen all of that live. So that was cool. Um, and then you got the great twos afterwards. So it was like a full day of like nonstop, uh, you know, stuff going on. Uh, and yeah, you, you get to see like, you know, if you go for a bathroom break, you'll miss a medley, you know, <laughs> easily or two, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, in this case, I could pause it and come back, even though it wasn't truly live in some respects. It was, I could still get that, or you just bring the laptop with you. <laughs> I did that, yes. <laughs> not to not to get too detailed, but I saw I saw every live uh, every uh, lunchtime concert during the week. You know, that was an hour of piping by you know, you know Gordon Walker and. Jack Lee and Angus McCall, Fred Morrison, who else was there? Yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. Um, very cool. And the sound is great. You know, sound the sound from the uh, live stream as well as the qualifier um, and the, the worlds on the beat stream on Saturday were fantastic. It was you know as good as listening to you know to the CD or um, being there. And actually, I think better than live because live you get to you get a sense of like really not hearing everything, you know, you either too far away or you're not positioned right and you're not really hearing the full effect of what's going on. So things get by, you don't really hear the details. Yeah, the that's exactly really right. Yeah. Especially if you're in the mosh pit outside the grade one arena <laughs> yeah. at the Worlds. You can't exactly. hear anything. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, um, definitely very frustrating. Um, and then what we actually did on the Saturday, because um, we did not qualify for the Saturday, we actually came pretty close, but did not qualify for Saturday, so we were watching, but about halfway through the day, uh, I was kind of like, well, why don't I go back to my room and just watch uh, <laughs> with really nice quality audio, so that's what I did. I just kind of laid on the couch with my headphones in, checked out yeah. for a while. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, I've been in the arena, and you really can't, even if you're, you know, sort of in the first few rows uh, sitting in the bleachers, you know, the, the seats, you really can't hear the full thing. Everybody sounds great. <laughs> you know, you don't hear the, the, the detail, you know. Um, that you really need to hear if you were down on the ground or something, you know. But uh, it was and it was funny, really, because on Friday, um, Fergus Muirhead, the, the MC of the day, was constantly announcing the fact that the seating, the bleacher seating, was free, and that anybody who wanted to sit there could easily, you know, sit there. And still, the mosh pit was, you know, 15 people deep, and it was solid, and and stands were empty. So it was weird. It was just very strange. Very weird, definitely. I think they need to figure out something better to do with those. Uh, because I would love to get off my feet and sit there, but it was unclear as to whether or not that was doable. Um, yeah, and in the grade two, I think it was open, so you could easily sit as well. I noticed on Saturday that it wasn't that full at any big points. I mean, there was no, it wasn't. definitely more than on the Friday, but not, not like years past. I remember. Some years it was absolutely chock-a-block full. Mm -hmm. 
didn't see that this year. And I, I, I was busy during the day, but uh, I didn't see that many. I don't know. Meanwhile, I've never showed, never to being that on the side. That's packed. Like, I, I'm daydreaming, but I feel like there was more attendance and more bands than ever, even, you know, despite the fact that it was raining so hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think, I think maybe just because you're so involved. Involved in in business, you know, when you show up on the day, you're focused and you're, you're sort of, you know, thinking about what's going to happen next and getting through, you know, whatever you have to, your mission, you know. The atmosphere is really going on because I think it's always like that. I think it's there's you know some some 300 bands um, there every year, you know. It's um, really cool. Yeah, it's very cool for sure. So um, John says that there needs to be a live stream from the Todd. John, I can't. Not true. That is, uh, my room was actually. We stayed at. We stayed at uh, Strathclyde University, and my room was like, you could hit a rock. Uh, you could hit the Todd with a rock from my room. Nice. And uh, I could tell you. Yeah, I could tell you definitively that, that there does not need to be a live stream from from the Todd. Uh, I, apparently, there was some good. There were some good uh, festivities that happened there. So maybe the occasional dropping in. Of a live camera um, could be good, but uh, well, some of the event, the events would have been fine to yeah, to live stream. Exactly. You just you just don't want a live stream feed of the bar room. <laughs> anything past like anything past three p.m. at the Tide, um, you know, it's sort of like Vegas. You know, you, what happens there, people don't really want to talk about later. I don't think. Oops, I'm typing. Something. I'm typing. I'm typing the link for the Friday qualifiers. Yeah, ventured out. That is the live stream site, which you can get all bands individually spliced out, um, so you can watch individual band right. performances. Yeah, oh, really you can watch the whole thing. There's 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 uh, video players for the whole day, but they're also each band's performance is uh, pulled out separately, which is cool. And of course, uh, you can go, the BBC oh, yeah. BBC site has um, all the. Uh, Saturday's performances as well, as well as the juveniles and the grade two finals as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. Very neat I've, indeed. I've, I've definitely gone, but it's really kind of interesting to go back and, uh, you know, when you're there live, you sort of, you get a feel for the day and everybody's focused on hearing and, you, you know, you play armchair judge and all that stuff and, and you're sort of left with, that that experience is like kind of unique, you know. You sort of hear the bands; they're one, they're one and done, and then the next one comes on, and then you don't get a chance to think about it anymore because you can't hear it again. But the live stream, not so. <laughs> you need to go back and listen. Well, you know, was that was that an error that I heard? Well, let's go back and listen again. You know, um, and uh, it's it, it offers a pretty interesting perspective on things. You know, which is cool. Um, you just go back and listen to choice performances just to see like why the judges' scores were so far off. You know. Something like that. So, as um, the world's as the world's probably most acclaimed armchair, armchair judge, then um, talk <laughs> us through talk us through the results. Like, like how how did it go? I mean, was Field Marshal the best? I I thought I honestly thought that Inverary could actually dethrone Field Marshal, but they were just so good. <laughs> Medley especially remarkable. Um, even with all that rain and perfect sound, um, and but it was just so good, <laughs> it just really. But Inverary came very close, 
they were uh, I thought they could do it. They might have done it, and they did win the MSR. Um, so that was that was the closest anybody's ever come. I think pushing them the field marshal off their perch. But I think uh, you know I think the top six. I think that was that was the top six. You know I don't think there's any controversies there. Is in spite of maybe judging discrepancies. I think that was um, that was that was pretty a pretty good thing. It was surprising to see SFU not in the top six. Um, I thought he probably should have been there. Maybe. What? Yeah. Um, you thought they should have been in the top six? Yeah, I thought they should have been. You know, maybe fifth or sixth. I think. Uh, but no, who knows? I don't know. That's you have to be there, I guess. Um, a couple of it's, it was a tight contest. Every band was really good. You know that 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 qualifying round was was particularly good. Um, and, I, and I and I like I just you know we we said I think we said this last year we talked about when they had the uh, sort of two day qualifier when you have the finals bunched on one day and every band can just give their best two performances and not so worry cool. about it again. Yeah, so I, I mean you, you get it. And yeah, you get it. All those bands put it out there and it's really good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah. What do you think about Stuart Highlander? Should we have qualified? I thought you guys were really good. No, it, was, it was excellent. Um, that's, not, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think, I think the, the results were pretty, pretty good. I, I thought I, I, L.A. Scott's, I thought, may have slipped in there. That was my sort of only sort of change. But as far as the top 12, I thought that was pretty, pretty accurate. You thought Ellis Scott should have been in the final. Yeah, I thought they may have slipped in there, uh, but I, I didn't hear the other heat. You know, I'm just basing it on the two heats that I heard, um, and uh, you know the yeah. one performance basically. So well, uh, L.A. Scots were seventh behind Cully Backy, and then we were a close eighth. Yeah, uh, we were. That was, that's uh, pretty good. I, I think that was that was pretty that that sort of cluster of bands right there, and that and that sort of grouping. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're all pretty closely matched. Um, and could have gone uh, either way. You know, 78th just barely made it in, you know. Is that right? Um, I, I didn't really look at the result from that heat, but. Yeah, they they uh, just slipped in there, you know. And, you know, and likewise, a lot of bands could have easily have done that too, you know. Just one score had been different, you know, kind of thing. Um, but um, I think it was pretty yeah. good. I think, I think it was pretty, um, you know, yeah, it was good. And so the silver medal is today, of course. Um, it's happening as we speak. Silver and gold medal in class. That's right. That's Oban, right? Yeah. Eric Olet, uh, Eric Olet played. He said it went pretty well. Did he? So, I'm good. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Excellent. Excellent. How many are playing in the silver medal? You know? How many are playing? Um, I think there's 29 today. 29. Yeah. <laughs> 29 Pebrocks. Steve says, no, is there any streaming of no that? streaming of that. And you know what? I think that that would be the best move ever because you'd get more than the three people who actually show up live to watch the thing live um, watching it's it. It's not actually true. It. Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating. But, yeah. but Inverness. I, literally. I, I, Inverness I'm, not, no, I'm not exaggerating. You know why? Because I watched, I watched, saw pictures of Jack Lee when he did that rare sort of double clasp gold medal thing that he did. What year was that? A few years ago. Um and he won his second gold medal, which he, he had not won. I think it was the Oban gold medal. And then he won, he won the class as well that day. And he uh, and I saw a picture of him performing from the hall inside, you know, on that day. And there were literally five people in the, sitting down watching this. And I, I remember seeing that. I'm thinking, that, that is 
ridiculous. I mean, that, how can you ever hope to build enthusiasm, right? One of the best contests, you know, the high, highest level contest you could possibly play in and see, and there are you know, five people sitting in the chairs watching this thing. I don't think it's like that now. I think there's more of a crowd that shows up for these things these days, but uh, that was that had to be a good 10 years ago, I think almost now. So there you go. So Bruce Gandy just won the senior Peabrock as we speak. There you go. Stuart Little mm -hmm. second, Angus third. <laughs> nice. That's a pretty killer list. Faye Henderson fourth in the senior Peabrock. Wow. That's incredible. Nice. Willie fifth. There you go. Yeah, uh, 78th Halifax did not go to the Worlds, which I did not expect. I, I was not privy to that information. I think maybe it was a it was a good move for Bruce and maybe Alex too. Who knows? They were just recently on the plane. I saw that they got upgraded to first class or something from Halifax to <laughs> yeah, London. Right. So they had one of those. They had one of those sleeper pods. Nice little cubicle things. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's you know, senior Peabrook at Oban and then Glaspin and Inverness is like really um, big deal. You know, you have to wonder like who's watching this stuff and it's streaming it. What I think would be the biggest move toward building that kind of following for. That kind there's of a weird, there's yeah. a weird thing about recording the medals. Is it? Not. It is not allowed. You can. You are not allowed to record anything. Says who? It's who, like who has to change that? Deal. You know. <laughs> I, I remember. You know I, mean? like, I won't, sounds easily changed. I remember. Um, I remember. I won't name the person, but I remember when I was in the medals, I knew someone who kept a recorder in their sporin. <laughs> <laughs> so that no one would know that no would know. Um, his performance was recorded because they're anti-recording. At least wow. that's been my experience. I could be wrong. Maybe things have changed and people are recording now. Um, it is not a tuned copyright thing, Les, uh -huh. because P-Rocks were most of these P-Rocks were written like hundreds yeah. of years ago. P-Rocks in the public domain. Yeah. It's almost as if um, uh, it's almost as if they want to keep it like to the small group of people who are participating or something. Yeah. I, don't well, I don't know. I don't know. That's sort of, um, and I also, I also think it, it extends more, more cynically to the point of, you know, complaints about results and challenges to decisions and things of that nature, which, you know, there is no judge's decision in, in any of these contests. That's not controversial in some way. Right. There's always I people think, that have opinions. And, I think uh, Peabrock results know, are Peabrock results are theoretically um, some of the most legitimate results in the business because there's a panel of three extremely experienced judges on each one um, so I don't I don't see why I don't see why you should be you know mm -hmm. in the Peabrock contest well, I, mean, I don't know I mean because it, it, I think it avoids that kind of um, that kind of controversy that kind of challenge to the, the qualifications of maybe that particular bench of judges and you know the fact that you know somebody was second and they missed, you know, a line of a, of a variation when no one really noticed or something, you know, or something even more minor than that, you know, yeah. and it's yet they still thing. second or something. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and you get that even live at these kinds of contests, people will complain about this, that, or the other thing. And, um, you know, and you don't really have any evidence to back it up really because, you know, it's, it's gone and there's no record, you know, so. Yeah, that's why PBROC competitions are weird because it's very rare that you would hear any of your competition uh, when you're at those medals. Mm -hmm. You know, you're either warming up or you're like 
done and you just want to go have a pint or something, you know, because it's so extremely intense and you don't want to get yourself all nervous. And so, like, besides you and the judges, no one really knows how you played. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a certain charm. There might be almost a certain charm about that. Yeah. You know, it's like a different kind of thing. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John and John's correct. The BB, the BBC the pipeline does record some of these performances, and you can't hear them in, on the show um, after it's over. Usually, not everybody, but some of them. Um, and, I, and, and I'm sure they record everybody. And sure, there's an archive somewhere of of recordings of of medal contests that you know, if eventually if they were ever released, would be a boon a boon to the playing public. You know, the Northern Meeting actually released a double CD album set. Uh, how many years ago? And it's it's like it covers like twelve years of performances yeah. of the winners and various prize lists like and it's everybody, you know, it's and it's MSRs, P Brock, everything, and it's it's really good. You know, and that was a, that was a really cool thing to do and they should be doing that like every year, <laughs> in my opinion. You know. Because it's just it's just you know, for hardcore junkies like me, you know, just just sit there and listen and and it's it's the best playing you're likely to hear, you know, in your lifetime, basically. Um so, why not? Yeah, I agree with Steve. The Glenn Fiddick broadcast is awesome. Yes, I wish they I wish they did the live stream of the Peabrock. That'd be really really cool. Yeah. If for nothing else, it would give us something to listen to during work hours. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. Like you know, I never knew what playing at the Glenn Fiddick was like. I never had watched the contest, never seen it, only heard about it. Um, and then you, then when you actually see it, you see all those like that wall of deer antlers, and you know they're walking around that stage, and and you see the room, and it's actually kind of cool. It's really cool. You get a sense of the real experience of what it's like, um, you know. And I think the Northern Meeting has that reputation as well. And it's like no one really knows. I've never been to the Northern Meeting, so I don't even know what it's like in the room, you know, to play there. Um, I see photos and stuff, but not really watched it happen, you know, which would be cool. Absolutely. So. Um, Next topic. Uh, what's your take on all this ivory business? <laughs> this ivory business. Yeah. I, this, we, uh, I, yeah. Sam and Eric are, of course, members of the Stuart Highlanders. So, you know, um, <laughs> they, they lost their pipes like, I don't know, three times. Like once coming back from Canada, and then apparently when they tried to get into Scotland, they like oh, really? had to go in the back room. And who knows what's going to happen when they come back? Yeah. It's it's the price you pay for honesty, right? You want to do everything by the book, and you want to follow the rules. Um, oftentimes, that actually gets you into more trouble. Sometimes, um, you know, and and the rules are overly stringent. I think, you know, in terms of, I think the major problem was the fact that you have to go through certain ports where that's allowed, you know, even with the proper paperwork or something like that. So if you don't go through those proper port, you know, those proper entry points, then you have all kinds of nonsense. And here's here's my take, not knowing too many details, um, you know, inevitably it means that no one's there who knows what to do, right? Most of these crossings are, are manned by like a couple of agents and some locals and they have no clue what to do. So what do you have to do? You have to call so-and-so at the main office, get somebody down there who knows, who has the authority to actually make a decision. And for that, you have to wait. You have to, you know, say, oh, yep, tomorrow. Oh, he's, he's, he'll be driving here. It'll take him eight hours. He'll be here on Tuesday, you know? <laughs> Something like that, you know, and uh, that's 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 the price you pay, I guess. But yeah, but I think the rules are overly strict. I don't think they serve any purpose really, um, except to make people's lives miserable, you know. 
And Steve Z, yeah, as, a, as a biologist, yes, and absolutely. Absolutely, yes, I agree with every word he said. It's, you know, here's the thing, here's the byproduct of, of strict, strict rules like that. It makes the ivory more valuable, and which may increase the poaching that you're trying to stop, because the places that don't have strict rules then allow it, but at a higher price. So it becomes a very valuable commodity now. And, you know, what do you do then? You know, you're st now you're still, now you're encouraging poaching, which is exactly why it exists to begin with, you know, for, for financial gain. So. No, sure uh, what... the, go the government is legislating this for our own good, Vin, and for the good of the elephants, because they care about elephants. Yeah. I mean, you can only, yeah, you can only, you can only um, this, this kind of, those kinds of strict rules will only work if it, it's applied everywhere. You know, everywhere has to have a rule like that, and then you put a stop to it. But everywhere doesn't. It's pretty have a rule odd. Like that. Do we have any elephants in the United States of America? <laughs> I don't think we do. No, aside from like, shoot, don't tell anybody. I have ivory. <laughs> the thing is, ivory cannot be procured in the United States of America. Why are we legislating on this matter whatsoever? That doesn't make uh, any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. So, you know. So you got a, a, two days of headache for someone who has a, a valuable musical instrument, and uh, you know. Actually, John, I've heard that all big game hunters get a trophy now. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> See what I did there? That's a little joke. A little bit, everybody gets a trophy joke. No one laughed. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so let's let's hear about your guys. You guys' experience playing at the at the Friday qualifier. Like, what was that like playing on Friday? It was great. There was actually a surprising number of people there to watch, which was encouraging. That's cool. Yeah, I saw there was a, there was actually quite and and marching on. See, I was expecting twenty grade one, twenty four grade one bands marching onto the field and then playing Scott on the Brave. That's what I wanted to hear. And yet, you guys, well, everybody marched on the field. That's and had what no we place. wanted and to I was do. Really disappointed. That's, we wanted to march on and play more that day before the final. That's totally. <laughs> But in all honesty, like was like you, you hear that they play every, you know, the mass bands play at Scott and the Brave once, right, at, at the Worlds, and that's it. And you hear it's just a big mishmash because every, you know, 300 bands are playing it, and but 20 grade one bands playing Scott and the Brave, that would have been cool to hear. How often do you get to hear that? You know, got to, got to watch out for those road bands with low pitch though. Watch out for that. <laughs> but uh, but that was pretty cool though. I I actually thought it was pretty cool marching on. Everybody's got their like capes, and it was just marching on with no pipes. That was kind of neat. That was neat. Yeah. yeah. As you wait there for uh, the final abuse, <laughs> it was very funny. It's like everybody's sort of sitting there waiting patiently for them to be like bludgeoned with the results, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh, good. Harvey and Lynn got my joke at least. That's good. <laughs> Starting to think I'd lost it here. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think we should uh, keep this to a short show today because we didn't really have any uh, major topic matter. But we're going to try to get some recordings from the world's um, yeah, cool. procure them and, and figure out how to do that I, the, the, the videos the live stream videos are embedded as well as the BBC they've got all kinds of protection on their site so I don't know how that's going to happen but probably breaking a few rules <laughs> but you know you John go. says any comments about the College of Piping situation that's right. Wallace, is, Robert Wallace resigned as principal of College of Piping oh I had no yeah. idea yeah all kinds of things happen, yeah. So um, I don't know what that means. Scottish Power is, has already solicited for new leading drummers. Any of you drummers out there, be sure to call Chris Armstrong. 
Yeah, exactly. At the you know office close in a month or so. Then what is going on there, man? They keep you it need just, more window. You need more window. In there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh -huh. There we go. That looks it's all that uh, camera auto adjust thing. Exactly. Well, let's um, let's let the College of Piping situation unfold here for a week, and I think we'll yeah. have more on it shortly. They also, I, I will say though, they also had live streaming going on uh, for their sort of afternoon events as well. They had varying you know, P-Brack of the day and a couple other sort of quartets playing, you know, varying other performances, which was kind of cool. I caught little cool. snippets of that because it was always going on at the same time as everything else, so it's kind of hard to do. Can't imagine if you were in Glasgow trying to watch it all. Um, did you guys ever actually get out to see anything, or were you guys just practicing and sort of hanging loose? No. No, I mean um, we had pretty busy days. I mean uh, we got out to see a little bit, but uh, very busy. Plus we were also helping out with our grade four band, which was also over there. So that makes for very, very full days. Yeah. Of stuff. So. Yeah. We're not like you, Vin. We can't just like teleport to all these different spots. <laughs> exactly. Gonna make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's call it in there for today. Let's keep it short um, while we wrap up the summer. And I think by next week, uh, we'll be back full, full blast. And of course, um, uh, Bruce Gandy will be back shortly uh, after the medals to resume teaching with us. So. Yeah, northern meeting is when? That's the first week in September? First weekend in September? I think so. I think yeah. it's just one week from today, I think. I could be wrong. It might that's be good. two that's, weeks. From that's cool. Clumped together like that. That's neat. So, uh, so, yeah, there you go. Let's wrap it up, and we will see everybody uh, next week for uh, a more complete episode of Dojo Universe, I would say. Cool. Have a good day. Yeah, everybody uh, take care, have fun. We'll see you next week.